Juan and Tracy Orozco and their family. Yes. Good morning and Happy New Year. Thank you guys for inviting us to the church again. And uh, it's a blessing to be with you this morning. And I know many of you are probably tired because you went to sleep so late. <laughs> Watching High Stay and uh, seeing dropping the ball. But uh, yeah, uh, we are missionaries to El Salvador. And um, my wife, Tracy, my daughter, Isabella, and Natasha. We already have like almost four years in, uh, in El Salvador, kind of. Right? Three? Four. Okay. Anyway, so um, we just like um, grateful to be part of the, uh, the uh, mission field because uh, I don't know if you don't know this, but uh, Savalo is uh, number three or number four in, in mi missionary sending in the world. So we are uh, in the project with King's Castle, working with King's Castle, and they are also sending, uh, right now they send 24 missionaries around the world. So it's, it's just amazing how God is doing in that country. And we are blessed to be part of that. She's teaching English over there. And I'm uh, part of the, um, uh, um, the, the uh, how you call it, the staff of the church, working with the new comers. They come to the church. So, All right. so I'm Tracy. <laughs> Um, and um, we work with teams that come down from the states. Um, we actually wanted to come earlier in December, but there was a, a team from Ohio that came down to do evangelism. So we help host um, evangelism teams, medical teams. Um, Juan works all the construction teams, um, so he's kept busy. And so we do that, and we, um, like Juan said, we help with getting our last harvest um, missions training school students to the field. It's part of what we do is helping to promote them and equip them so that they can go to all countries. And um, it's kind of exciting because yesterday I got to see um, Happy New Year from um, our friends in the Philippines and Albania and Romania and um, um, how many of you know that it was cold last week? And so um, our friends, our students who have gone to Albania and Romania and Macedonia were freezing <laughs> over in Europe. Um, so it's just kind of exciting, though, to see how we get to be God's hands and feet and through missions partnership also be able to help them um, go out and fill, fulfill their calling to whatever field or whatever country God has called them. And then just real quick, these are two daughters, and they're just going to introduce themselves shortly. Um, hi, I'm Bella. I'm 15, and I'm very excited that, to be back here. <laughs> hi, I'm Natasha. I'm 12, and I'm also really excited to be here, but I do kind of miss there because my dog's there, and so I miss him. So yeah, so our family did grow by one dog this past year, <laughs> um, who is who's probably alone and missing Tashi a lot. But um, we're excited to be here this morning. We just wanted to introduce ourselves real quick, and then we're going to have a video um, just to do a little synopsis, and then Juan and I will come back and just share some testimonies with you guys this morning.
Okay, so yeah, uh, <laughs> you saw the video. That's what we do pretty much all year round. We're always uh, doing something with the church. The ministry is huge. It's uh, 320 teams, right? 375 teams around El Salvador. So we're always in the move. We're always going different corners of the country. And uh, we're able to see a lot of things. Uh, we're, we're able to minister a lot of kids. And um, the good thing about me and my, my myself is I speak the language, so I don't have no barriers. I can go to kids. I can share the gospel for to anybody around the the, the streets and, you know, so... Uh, she, she speaks Spanish too also, but you know, sometimes they have a skeptical, oh, she's a white lady, she probably don't speak the language, but, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a blessing to be able to serve the Lord in the, in the country of El Salvador. I was sharing with someone outside that um, we came here in 2011, right, and uh, they talked to us to come and help with the children ministry, so we became directors of the children ministry here. And after that, um, after a few years later, I became like a part of the board. And I saw a lot of missionaries coming through and, and asking for support, asking to help them to go to the field. And uh, when I was here, I was like, man, these people have a rough time becoming missionaries and raising support, go walking, uh, I mean, driving around the whole state. And, and I'm like, this, uh, there's no way that I'm going to be doing that in my life. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> God has different ways to work in your life. And um, I would tell a lot of people coming from around the world, trying to come to the United States and have a better life, a dream, a dream life. Um, and I had it, and I had it. And uh, I was like, I cannot give up my life like that. But you know what? God said, no, this is the time, this is the call. So this is time for you, for you and your family to go to the mission field. And I would say it's not a... a always hard times you know we have happy times and we enjoy what we do you know what i mean but i think the hard part to become a missionary is the part that you have to ask for support i mean if it was a bank that they give you to be a missionary they give you the money to go to fill i think like a lot of people will go but i would say this a lot of people don't go to the mission field because of that but uh, uh, I'm grateful to to say that we enjoy our time as missionaries and uh, we love to serve the lord and I just want to share a little bit about our uh, few testimony. I don't know. We have a little time. But um, I remember that in the beginning of last year, I mean, yesterday, last year, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we were supposed to be coming back to the uh, United States in March. And um, I remember there was a team that came in December um, from 2021, right? Yeah, it was a team who came to by the end of 2021. They want to work in El Salvador doing uh, part of the construction of a clinic. So we were working there, and suddenly we found out he got COVID, so he couldn't go back to to the states. And I'm like, oh great, now we have to take care of him too, <laughs> with COVID and everything. You know, at that time we were very skeptical about COVID. You don't you don't want to get too close to people who get COVID. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, I, I'm going to help him out. That's what I'm here for. So I, I started serving him, bringing him food to the apartment where he's staying. He couldn't go out. So that was the rules. He had to stay in the apartment. So we, I started uh, helping him out. And sometimes he said, can you help me out to translate this or talk to this, uh, this person about this? So I went and, 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 and translated for him. So um, suddenly, I got COVID, too. So I got tested and I got positive. So I got, oh, great, I'm, I'm, I'm COVID positive. And I'm like, I was, I was so scared. But in the meantime, I'm like, you know, I got, it's, if yes, you will, it's your, 
It's, it's, you, you, you do what you had to do. So anyway, through that time, the, the process that he was getting better in COVID, he was asking me, he said, uh, when you go back to, to the United States? And I said, in March, uh, our term is done. And he said, why, why you have to go now? He's like, oh, we, because we don't have the money to keep going, right? And he said to me, and how much do you need? And I said, we need $10,000 to finish the year. And he looked at me, he's like, tomorrow you're going to have the money. Give me your account number. I'm going to put $10,000 for you. And I was like, are you kidding me, right? You're messing with me, right? <laughs> and he goes, don't worry, I got you. And the morning came, and I said, Tracy, can you go and check to see if, if, see the guy, if this guy is real? <laughs> and, he go, and she goes, yeah, he put $10,000 in our account. So, like I say, you know, sometimes God's working ways you don't even know, but God is good. God is faithful, and he knows. He knows what he's doing. So, uh, one of the things that I always say is, uh, it doesn't matter how hard is your life, how hard is the finance is going, but you have to be faithful to the Lord. He's going to keep faithful to you and the finances. He's going to multiply what you give. So, I bless you guys. All right, so um, like that, that's a miracle provision, right? That God just blessed our family um, in ways. And we were able to stay for all of 2022, which was, a, we just, they're like extend, we're like, we're going to extend. And they're like, how long? We're like, we don't know. And like, we kept extending through the year. And they're like, okay, are you doing this longer than, um, you know, March? Are you doing this longer than September? Are you doing, we're like, okay, we, we're going to go and go back to the States for a period of time. And then we want to continue for two years. So they're like, all right, we're just going to start your two years now. So we're in the middle of our second two year term, not really the middle. We're like on the beginning side of it. Um, so we get two months to, um, not itinerate and itinerate is a word. If you don't know, that's like where missionaries go and like raise support and meet with people. But we are on a thank you trip. We're not allowed to call this itineration because it's not long enough. And then it deals with a different department back at headquarters. And so this is a thank you trip. Um, and we do, we do thank you. Um, this is exciting because this is our first thank you trip station here at our home church. Um, and it's so exciting to be with you guys. And at the end of the video, if you heard the little kids, that's what they're saying. They're saying, thank you, God bless you. And um, so we wanted to include that in there so you can hear that the kids of El Salvador are excited. Um, this, the staff, the people we work with are happy and they're, they're like, you're going back, but just for like a week, right? We're like, well, we're going for two months. They're like, but you're coming back. And so, yes, we're going back because we have partners like you who are supporting us. We have churches, people who pray for us. I know Rockside prays for our family. Um, when we were hugging people this morning, everyone's like, I pray for you every day and I pray for you. And, you know, and we need that support in prayers. You know, we, we go through things as a family, um, as a ministry there, there's lots of joy in what we do, but there's also the struggle of like, I just want a box of Kraft mac and cheese. Okay. And, um, or, or like, I just want to like go somewhere and order food in English, um, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, having friends, um, that speak English that understand maybe where you're coming from. Cause you know, missionaries cross-cultural, they don't necessarily always understand or can under like see where you're coming from when you're telling people, even if they visited the States, because <laughs> it's just, it's just different. But, um, one thing we do wanted to highlight here is in the ministry that we work with is King's Castle Ministries is, um, that they are a ministry that, um, I, 
I will tell you this morning from the songs to the testimonies, I was like, this, this is God because um, testimonies are so important. And so this ministry, we wanted, I wanted to share some testimonies also of what we've seen God do during our time there. Juan, you know, shared an amazing miracle that God provided. This summer, we um, helped host, or not really host, but lead um, a group of interns that were down working in El Salvador for June and July. And um, if you... I can tell you it's like a long story of, about for me, but for me, doing that and helping to host teams is part of a dream that God gave me that I thought would never happen back when I was like 20, 21 years old. And I was like, I would love to do this one day. I don't know how this could ever happen or what this even means or how this looks like. And I'm like coming to the end of my summer this summer and I'm like, that, that's what that looks like. That's what that looks like. Hosting teams um, coming from the United States, working in evangelism, construction, medical teams, what, whatever. We had sewing teams. We had people like who came down on construction teams and you know, it's, it's Joe's wife, Sally, and Sally's not working construction, but Sally knows how to sew. And I'm like, I have a job for you. And so um, we're able to just use people with their skills, like Pastor, Pastor Michelle was saying, like their skills, their resources, their talents. God can use all of that through us. So this summer we had this group of interns that we're leading. And we, um, at the beginning of the summer, just said, we're going to go, as my friend Amanda says, we're going for the crazy, okay? We're going to let Jesus do, we're going to let God do what he wants to do in every situation. So we have this thing that um, we created a group chat called the Miracle Chat, and we just kept calling it the Miracle Chat. And if I can show you guys the Miracle Chat, like, it's like, okay, every, we're all now, the interns are in, they're in college, they live in Pennsylvania and Ohio, um, Missouri, wherever they are, and we're still getting, hey, I went to Walmart and this is what happened. Hey, I went to here. So the miracles are still happening because it's where if we're obedient to what God wants to do through us, as we grow in him, we hear his voice, right? We're able to just step and walk right into that and God shows up and miracles happen. So I just wanted to share, um, let's see, this, this, which was like my kind of favorite type of miracle we saw this summer, I will have to say, is the miracle of multiplication, right? And because it's not something like, you're like, how does that work? And for years, I would hear these stories of like, oh, like, God, we had whatever, however many of something, and God multiplied. And I'm thinking in my head, like loaves and fish, right? I don't know about you, if you grow up in church and you're hearing about the loaves, and you're like, how did that happen? Like, what? Like, you're just like, you're breaking apart something that's not breaking apart. Like, how does that work, right? And so um, two times this year, I got to see a miracle of multiplication. And so um, I have two rules for the miracle of multiplication now. <laughs> now these are my rules. Um, so the first time it happened, we were at a program with um, at a school, and we had been there all day, and we had given out all the cookies that we can. We had maybe like 30 cookies. We give them out to like the teen. We give toys to the kids. We give like cookies to the teenagers. And um, my friend um, Lexi comes over and she's like, there's 30 cookies. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to have the high school students come in and I know there's 70 of them. Cool. I'm like, okay, we'll just use them as prizes. I'm thinking in my head, like, what, do, what are we going to do because we don't have 70? And you can't like, oh, I'm going to pick you three. You get cookies. Sorry. Like, you're not we ran out. Like, it just doesn't work. We just don't hand out then, like, if, it's, if we're really thinking about it. But I told my friend Lexi, and she was with um, 
Kevin, who Kevin is a um, MK, he's a missionary kid who is Salvadoran, but he, him and his family are missionaries to Bulgaria and he was with us all summer. And he's like 14 and he is just pumped for everything. And so I told Lexi and Kevin, I was like, all right, just pray. Like we're doing the program, we're doing the ministry. I'm like, just pray, just keep on praying. We're not handing them out, just keep praying. And they're like, okay, we're gonna pray, we're praying. And we're like in the program with the students and we're praying for them. And I'm praying for them in the back of my mind. I'm like, God, I don't know about these cookies, but oh yeah, this girl's sobbing, so let me pray for her. But I'm thinking about these cookies this whole time. And um, at the end, I told Le- Lexi's like, okay, we're gonna hand out cookies. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna hand out cookies. She's like, we don't. I'm like, I don't care. I go, Kevin and Lexi, I'm like, what you do is you don't look. So this is, this is the thing of miracle multiplication. You don't look. You just put your hand in and say, Jesus, there's one more. And you just hand it in and you put your hand in the box and you give one more and one more. And in the end, we're like, oh my gosh, everyone got cookies. Like, no way. Everyone got packs of cookies. And then Lexi comes over to me and she's like, oh, we found this box of 30 cookies. I was like, wait, where did that come from? And it's just amazing to see God do the miracle like that. Like just in that instant. And we were just obedient going, okay, God, are we handing cookies out or not? Yes, we are. Okay, you're going to show up. Cool. We're just going to walk right into that. So we challenge you, wherever you are, just if you hear his voice, have that quickened obedience. Have that quick obedience to like, okay, God said this. I'm going to step into that. Because it's not just in El Salvador. That's something in our daily lives we get to do. So I'm going to put, I'm not going to have her come up, but my daughter on the spot here. Um, It was Christmas Eve, okay? And we're at my brother's house. We're in the States here, right? Christmas Eve. And um, my sister-in-law's mom, um, they live in Florida. And they, um, the hurricane came through in September, right? So her husband saw like a fire in the backyard. He went out to investigate. He had rubber boots on, cool. She follows him barefoot through wet grass and gets electrocuted. Um, They say what, 720 amps or something like that? Like 7,000 volts of electricity went through her body. Um, She's 72 years old, you know, she's, she's not, it's bad no matter what age you are. But I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's harder, I, I think. I don't know, I've never been electrocuted. But um, so anyways, so she has like burn marks. Like you could see like on her skin, like where the electricity went through her body. Like she had burns on her hands. And so for three months, her right hand, she wasn't able to use it. She kind of like held it here and then used her other hand to support it. And she's in physical therapy. She's in occupational therapy. Okay, she's like, okay, I'm able to open my fingers and all this. And so her name's Lucy. And so we're sitting at Christmas Eve. And um, so English is not her first language. She's Polish. And so she's talking to Bella. And I'm sitting next to Bella. And they're sitting on the couch. And she's just telling the story to Bella about what happened and her situation and how she's struggling. And she can't sleep through the night and all these things. And she's just going. And Bella turns to me. Sorry, this is going to make me feel, seem like a bad mystery. She's like, I think we need to pray for Lucy. And I was like, yeah, we'll pray for her later. Like, that was my initial reaction. Because I'm like, we're all hanging out. It's Christmas Eve. Like, this isn't. And Bella's like, Mom, like, okay. And so, um, you know, we tell Lucy, like, hey, we want to pray for you. She's like, oh, Juan said he wanted to pray for me later. So we gather, like, in that moment, we're like, all right, let's go. And so we gather around them. And we prayed. Because we know that God is our healer. And so... We prayed in that moment for Lucy. And 
I kid you not, like, it, it wasn't even like seven hours. Like, we prayed for maybe five, ten minutes or something, and then Bella's like, okay, so are you better? Bella just asked her, like, are you better? Like, what's going on? She's like, I'm a little better. She's like, okay, we're going to pray again, you know, and so um, so we pray again. Um, and because you're always measuring pain, like, you know, your pain is seven. Okay, great. Now it's a five. Cool. It's working. Let's go. Let's keep going. Like, we're not going to stop. Let's go. And um, so we prayed again. And, you know, she hasn't used that arm for three months. So there's atrophy and things. But by, by the time we were done praying, she was able to like, whatever, and she's lifting her hand saying, hallelujah, hallelujah, like on the couch. And she's like, I haven't been able to move my hand this high. I haven't been able to move my hand back. She was like a little kid the rest of the night, like pushing herself like, oh, I haven't been able to grip, grip a, a cup to, to drink from it, you know? And she's like, okay, I'm using my right hand. I'm going to eat with my right hand. I'm going to do, she like, they have stairs. She, I saw her when she went up to it. She like, kind of like walked up the stairs, like fast. I thought like, it was like half running. And then she gets to the top and she's like jumping. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I can jump. Like I can do these things. I haven't been able to do this. And so even last night when we saw her, like she, her face, like her countenance, her face changed from when we got there on Christmas Eve till we prayed for her and God started working in her. And you can just see this light that, that is Lucy <laughs> come back and just like take a control. And she is so thankful. She is, so, she has a testimony that, she, you know, no one's ever going to be able to argue that God didn't do something in that moment because she'd been suffering for three months and that night. So she had, you know, she wasn't able to sleep. So the next morning at Christmas, I was like, so how'd you sleep? She's like, great. And she's like, I only woke up twice. I was like, oh, like from pain. She's like, no, I just had to go to the bathroom. I was like, well, okay. Um, like, that's fine. That's a great reason to wake up. And, you know, if you've been living in pain and waking up every hour, you know. And so I just challenge you guys to, to keep... Keep testimonies, the things that you've learned through your follow class or through your go class, things that you've learned, things that you've done when you've stepped out in faith and not reacted in that fear and that thing and just have that peace. Like tell those testimonies to people because that builds your faith when you're telling them. It builds the faith of others and you never know how lives can be transformed. And that's really what we want is for God to transform and change lives every day of the year, not just the first day, not just the last year, not, not, not just on Christmas or Easter. It's something that can happen every day and every moment. So I just want to end with this short little kind of verse devotional thing. And, um, one thing that we did with our interns is God spoke to me, spoke this verse to me, and it's Leviticus 6.13 when I was like prepping for the interns to come down because I'm like, now I got 25, 19, 20-something-year-olds that I have to like, I mean, make sure, make it through the summer and um, like are doing what we need them to do, right? They're functioning. They're bringing a, an imp, uh, like God's presence wherever they go. They're leading teams. They're coordinating with the nationals. They're doing these things. But I'm like, the most important part is that whenever they go to whatever program, whatever service that my interns are going to be able to bring the presence of God where they go, that they're going to set that level upon arrival, that it's not just going to be like, cool, bubbles with the kids and that's it. And that's the level we stay at, which is a really fun level just to let you know. Um, but that it's going to be, we're going to go, we're going to go for the crazy. We're going to go for big. So um, it's two months really long days. It's hard. It's, you get to like week four and you're like, 
wait, we're halfway. <laughs> wait, like we still have to do this all over again, right? And um, it gets tiring, but I, I got this verse. God gave me this verse from Leviticus 6.13. So here, as we're starting the year, this is my verse that I'm gonna give to you guys here at Rockside. And it says, the fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. It's so good because it's something continuously. You have to always do it. You can't just be like, okay, Wednesday's my day. I'm going to put the fire and it's going to be great. It's going to keep me warm all week till the next Wednesday. I don't know, but if you have like a, probably no one has furnaces, but you like way back when you put wood in the furnace, like it wouldn't last last week, right? You'd be like continuously putting wood to keep your house warm, right? It's cold. <laughs> and we don't want to get cold, right? We need to keep, so this, we need to keep doing these things. We need to keep diving deeper. We need to keep learning more. We need to keep praying. It's continuous. When we were praying with Bella for Lucy, we didn't just pray once and be like, okay, cool, that's all God can do. No, we have to keep praying. Let's, let's, go, let's keep praying. Let's see a change. Let God work in the way we know. Let's keep reading the Bible. I read this article or this statistics the other day that it says that people who read the Bible four times a week, right, which isn't even like every day, right? That's like one day more, that's like just above halfway. You're like, you're way less depressed. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I haven't seen the sun for a week and I'm like, I probably need to read my Bible twice a day because um, <laughs> there's no sun here, but um, you, you're way less depressed. So four times a week, you're already shifting physically how your body's reacting to life and how you're doing things. Never mind that what you say, how you act, how you relate to others is changed because you're reading the Bible every day. Keep reading it. It's not just the verse you learned whenever you guys did that one verse. No, it's every day, right? Keep reading, keep reaching, keep stepping out in faith and have that quickened obedience of what, okay, God said I should go talk to this person. I'm so scared, but I'm gonna step out. And who knows, they might just need someone to have seen them. They just might feel like they're not seen. Um, so keep reaching out, keep doing that. Keep discipling. I love that you guys are gonna do discipleship again. Keep discipling. A big part of King's Castle Ministries is not just street evangelism. We do a lot of discipleship. <laughs> um, like Juan said, we have 375 local King's Castle teams that are in churches all over El Salvador and they disciple all year round. And then those kids grow up being discipled and then they become the leaders that then disciple and go out and reach. And it's just this circle. We're keeping discipling. King's Castle has been in El Salvador for 33 years and we're still discipling. It's important. Keep discipling. Keep seeking God's face. Continuously put, put that wood on the fire. Keep seeking his face. What do you have for me? Hearing from him, learning from him, um, hearing his voice and stepping into those things. Um, it, it wasn't easy <laughs> to leave our comfortable American dream lives and just say, all right, we're just going to step into that. You know, it's, it's a lot. Itineration is, or raising support is no joke. <laughs> it's really hard, but God provides in miraculous ways. Like, like mind just gets blown how God just knows in that moment what you need. You might look at your bank account 75 times and be like, this doesn't add up. But when God comes into that, you're like, wait, how do I have 25 extra dollars? Like, that's not 
mathematically, okay, whatever, cool. Um, I might buy half a burrito at Taco Bell. So like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everything's so expensive here. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but God can provide because you're here spending time, you're seeking his face and he wants great things for us. My cousin shared this story with me yesterday and it just ties so well into this. Um, her dad had, was working in a house and put all these doors in a brand new house and had put them all on their hinges and set them and all this. And he's like, oh, cool, the job's done. The house looks beautiful. And then three months later, he gets a call from this family like, you gotta come back. Like none of, none of these doors are swinging right. There's gaps, everything's wrong. What's going on? And he's like, yeah, that was winter. It's now summer, everything's settled. It's different. Like it just, you get settled. And he said, she said that he walked into the house and he's, he's like, okay, I gotta fill all these gaps because it's settled, right? And then he's like looking around, he's like, there's like, kids who love to express themselves all over the walls and just stuff everywhere and things like that. He's like, three months, this house was brand new, three months, you know? And um, it's just, everything was in disorder because they had gotten comfortable. The house settled, the family got comfortable in their surroundings. They didn't keep the house clean. They just kind of let it go. They didn't keep the fire burning saying, we need to take care of this. We need every day, we need to do something, right? That's in our walk spiritually too. We need to every day keep that fire burning so that we don't get comfortable, that we don't just say, oh, I don't feel like doing that. I don't need to read my Bible, it's fine. Or I don't need to do this or that. No, we need to keep that fire burning so that God can speak to us, so we can move, so he can work in our lives and work in our hearts, that he can change the lives of those around us because of us and the light we shine. So keep the fire burning is what I, I just wanna share with you guys this morning. Um, we have so many more testimonies we have so many other stories we can tell about life in El Salvador, and um, we would love to share those with you guys. If you want to get on our newsletter list, if you are not, please come see me. I have a sign-up form you can do that on. Um, we would love to connect with you. It's been great to be with you guys. It'd be great to be back with our family this morning here at Rockside. Um, we have loved sharing with you and keeping up with your lives as much as we can over the years. Um, and it's just exciting. So I think Donna has prayer cards um, that she can have. So they're new. It's like a current picture of us because our old ones from like four and a half years ago. Nobody looks the same. Um, <laughs> I look really pale in the old one. Um, so, um, but here we'd love to share this. So you can keep praying for our family because we need your prayers. We thank you Rockside for your financial support. Um, we're, we're able to stay in El Salvador and do what God has called us to do because of your support through prayer and finances. So thank you very much. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you guys being, make sure you guys connect up with them. Um, yeah, before you leave today, hug their necks. And um, we're so glad, so proud of you guys. And um, yeah, if you guys want to have a seat, but listen, we are about finished today, but I just want to close with a couple thoughts. Um, you know, you watched, they were a part of this congregation and God called them up and out to follow him. And, and you may be sitting there going, well, God has not called me to go to El Salvador or other places, but God has called all of us, right? To be followers of Jesus. 
And we need to do that in this year to greater degrees. And that really is the challenge is that we would become closer followers of Jesus. No matter how long you've served the Lord, no matter how much you know of the Bible, no matter how much you've spent time with Jesus, we can always learn and grow closer, amen. And this month especially, we have a lot of opportunities like this week of prayer coming up that you can get involved in. Um, next week, you're gonna hear us talk about, we're gonna do a three week prayer and fasting focus as a church. We're gonna have resources for you so that you guys can participate with us as, a, as an entire church. We're gonna have a Bible app that we're gonna invite you into if you wanna read the Bible through the year together as a church. We'll give you that those resources and those information. Um, but it is important that as we start the year, that we start off right, that we get our priorities right back focused about who Jesus is, right? And that we're reading, we're praying, we're spending time with him, we're being in community. Our sermon series this mo whole month is on holy habits. And so we're gonna talk about prayer, Bible reading and fasting, how important that is into our lives, these spiritual disciplines, being in a Christ-centered community. And so just really encourage you to get involved, get connected, get into relationship. That's, that's where, it at, where it's at. So let's do this, let's stand to our feet and I'm gonna close in prayer and um, get you guys out of here so you can enjoy this New Year's Day um, as we start the new year, amen. Father